In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to the Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson, and I'm so glad you're on this road with me. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. You know, life in general has been referenced by many different metaphors, right? I mean, it's been referenced uh, as a book with chapters. Uh, um, this very show, we reference life to a road or a journey. You know, uh, however you view your life, it's undeniable that there are parts of our lives that define our seasons, right? Such as your childhood or your college years, maybe early parenthood and career. These seasons present us with exciting and challenging events and connects us with others who come and go and those who fortunately stick around for lifelong relationships. All of these variables combined brings us to who we are today. My special guest has forged an amazing journey leading to who he is today. He's an actor, a writer, having appeared on such TV shows as George Lopez, That 70s Show, and Miami Vice, among many others. His voice has been featured on South Park and The Simpsons and a lot more. You also know him from such classics as Up in Smoke, Still Smoking, and Nice Dreams. He's one half of a duo that has pioneered a timeless presence in pop culture and comedy. That duo is Cheech and Chong, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome Mr. Tommy Chong to the show. Hey, Tommy, how are you, man? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. That's one of the nicest ones I've had. I really like that. That's very oh, nice. Thank oh, you. No, absolutely, absolutely. We reciprocate, man. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come talk with us here and to 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 learn a little bit more about your journey, man. So, um, so so let me get this straight. From what I understand, um, your life journey has uh, begun in uh, in Canada, uh, from from Calgary. Alberta, yep. thereabouts. Yep, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's where I was uh, raised. Nice. I was born. I was born in Edmonton. Okay. And and moved around, but uh, we ended up in Calgary. Gotcha, yep. gotcha. Yeah, um, I spent a lot of time up in Vancouver um, for professional reasons, um, just extended business travel and stay, and it's just absolutely beautiful in that area, man. It, was was it a girl? Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a girl. <laughs> I wish it was okay. at that time. I was single, you know, no kids yeah. at that time or anything. And, but, and, uh, and you went to Vancouver and you never scored? I know, right? I mean, I, mean I got close. I got close. I was there for three months, man. You would have oh, thought, my. right? And, 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 well, <laughs> You'll have to turn your black card in. I'm sorry. Oh, come on, man. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just no redo. You, oh, I'm already married. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, this Vancouver was noted. You know, the the base of Woodby Island was close by Vancouver. Yeah. And so the brothers used to go to Vancouver every chance they got because mm -hmm. Vancouver was a happening, happening nightclub. 
Uh, that's where that's where I got started. That's where I met Chiefs. That's where we all where it all began was in Vancouver. <laughs> Forget oh, Calgary, man. man. <laughs> we got we, we got kicked out of Calgary. We got asked to leave. Uh -huh. man, but, but Vancouver, man, Vancouver, it's still my home. I still got a home there. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. man, I had a blast there. Now, uh, uh, not that I'm trying to make excuses, okay, but. Um, I was there for business. They worked me like a dog, but I had my nights and weekends. Uh, some of the guys that I hung out with from work uh, out on the town in Vancouver, I don't yeah. know. I think they put. I think they put the fear, the fear of God in me, man. They said, uh, "No, nah, I don't approach any of these women. Uh, some of them are undercover cops and stuff like that." Oh, they scared you out, that man. way. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. You know, yeah, you you you're in you're in the wrong set, man. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think so too. No, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you never had some young lady come up, tug you, and pull you away and say, "Come here, I'm going to talk to you alone." No, you never that had was, that. That was in Mexico, man. Oh, <laughs> Long okay. story, oh, but okay, for another conversation. But but yeah. yeah, that was in Mexico for sure, man. Uh, just outside of Brownsville. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. So so, what got you in entertainment, man? I mean, uh, what? How did you dabble in it in the industry first? Uh, was it music? It was, uh, yeah, it was totally rock and roll. Actually, yeah. uh, Elvis, Elvis got me going because when Elvis appeared in 1954, I was mm -hmm. in high school, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a buddy who was also a singer, full blood native, uh, Sarsi native, mm -hmm. uh, from from Calgary. Mm -hmm. he, he he became the first uh, Elvis impersonator. <clears throat> like, oh, really? uh, even though Elvis was just starting out, uh, Dick uh, uh, Byrne, he, he, he copied him. Uh, the songs, the look, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dick mm -hmm. had a bad complexion, but he had that great hair. He pulled his hair in a duck tail and he put his collar up and had a white sports jacket and he went up <laughs> and sh shook his hips and mm -hmm. and i was a backup guitar player because i used to back up uh dick and you know various things and yeah. and he needed a backup guitar player and, and so i got on stage with dick at in western canada high school in mm -hmm. calgary mm -hmm. and that was my debut of uh, playing in front of uh kids you know young kids Nice. And that's how it got started. And then I put a band together eventually. I mean, I was part of a band. Mm -hmm. And 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 the singer was a, a very well-liked, well-known black uh, running back for mm -hmm. uh, a semi-pro team called the, the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And it, his name was Tommy Milton. And Tommy was this beautiful, the most beautiful, uh, well-built, gorgeous athlete you could mm -hmm. ever meet mm -hmm. and uh he was a singer mm. and so in calgary or in canada they had a rule if you were a black you were automatically a singer <laughs> <laughs> really yeah no matter whether you could or not okay you picked up that credential yeah <laughs> most of them couldn't but i mean yeah. that that was an and we helped start that that thing because mm -hmm. our band was called the shades because the native and Tommy and I, we were all different shades. Yeah. And so we called ourselves uh, the Shades. And, yes. and then when it turned into the Shades uh, Blues Band. Yeah. And, and, but we also played jazz too. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I, and, and I, got, I got a love affair with jazz very early. 
And so all, all my life, I've, I've always been a jazz fan. Beautiful. In, in fact, that's really my religion, you know, the jazz. Yeah. I went, to, I went to, to the school of John Coltrane, you know. There you go. And, there you go. And Miles, yeah. and Miles Davis, you know. That, I, still, I still go to that church. Oh, do you? And then, <laughs> and then the, the piano player, uh, Bernie, mm-hmm. he was another gorgeous black man that played semi-pro football. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, semi pro. And he was more, he was also a running back, mm-hmm. built like a, an Adonis, like a god. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he was a weightlifter and a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and a karate expert. Mm-hmm. And, and so we had a gorgeous band. I mean, and my brother, he played yeah. bass. Yeah. Uh, and my, I played guitar. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then we had a white guy on drums for a while and then we finally found the right brother and uh yeah. but we got so good and we started our own team club in calgary mm-hmm. but we got so good that the mayor and the city chief of police asked us to leave town <laughs> oh no come on <laughs> <laughs> we got run out of town it's a tour though, though right hmm? To tour though, right? No, to tour, no, no. no. It was like, get the hell out of town. <laughs> because we were, we, we, the dances were so popular. Yeah. We attracted the, the roughest crowd in them. You can imagine, there's nothing to do in Calgary. Yeah, and yeah. So every, every hoodlum, <laughs> every bad actor in the world was at the dance. Blown off steam. The girls, the girls came, <laughs> and where the girls are, that's where the boys are. That's right. And so, so the dances ended too soon. If we mm-hmm. if we were allowed to play all night, we'd have been okay. But we had to stop at like midnight. I guess. And you. so that left a whole bunch of unfulfilled, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, urges. And so Calgary became a hotbed of, uh, of sort of like party crashing and mm-hmm. crime and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. And so the chief of police, the mayor, and the, I guess the city attorney. They were all there, and they asked us to leave town. Oh my and, goodness! And we, with us, it was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went to Vancouver, and, uh-huh. and then we, and then we stayed there over the years, you know. And that's gotcha. where I met Cheech too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Eventually, I, uh, I ended up, I, I, I ended up going to Motown. We got discovered in Vancouver, and we went to Motown. Wow! And our claim to fame was that we discovered the Jackson Five. That was our claim. Yeah, that was our big claim to fame. (laughs) And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, I needed a green card to work in the states, and so when I applied for a green card, I got fired from Motown (laughs) because the road manager didn't know what a green card was. Oh, okay. And when once I got fired, I told and Barry called me up. Barry Gordy mm-hmm. said, "No, no, you're not fired." I said, "But yeah, I think I, I'll stay fired because I want to be a Barry Gordy. I don't want to work for one." Right. And he said, yeah, "And he was nice. He said, yeah, I, I really appreciate. You know, he's I, I can dig that." Yeah. So he gave me a nice uh, severance pay, and nice. I went to Vancouver, and then I, uh, no, I went to uh, L.A. first, and then I okay. uh, made it up to Vancouver, and, and that's where I met Cheech. And I, I had converted, we had, by that time, we had two nightclubs and I had one, mm-hmm. one was a strip club and I turned the strip club into a, a improvisational theater. Beautiful. Yes. And uh, that's where I met Cheech. And then when the mm-hmm. theater broke up, 
when we quit, when we were losing money. Uh, uh-huh. Then Cheech, Cheech and I stayed together, and then we had to sneak back into the states. At least Cheech did, yeah, because he was a draft dodger, and so we ended up sneaking back and becoming uh, discovered. And you know, and, and then we met Lou Adler and did a record, and uh-huh. the rest is history. Wow, man, that is Tommy. That is amazing. I mean. Uh, with the band and everything, um, first off, very colorful band. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of ethnicist, ethnicist. I can never say that word. Ethnicities. Um, yeah. You know, a melting pot. You know. Um, yep. You know. Uh, also, during a time where I mean, Motown, man. I mean, yeah. they were at the height of of their of their notoriety, their popularity. They're very, very tough. Very top. Yeah, yeah, very top, you know, and uh, yeah. I mean, the Marvelettes and Smokey Robinson, well, Marvin Mo- Gaye. Mo- Motown, I mean. Motown got a little bigger with the Jackson Five. Yes. That, you know, but, but, but Michael, when Mike, yeah, but Marvin Gaye, yeah, yeah. that was a big influence there and Smokey. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I Mark, heard Smokey, the the, Smokey's uh, My Girl, that yeah. tune. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's always been my favorite tune. It's and, beautiful. Uh, before I met Smokey and you know mm-hmm. the Temps, and then we ended up playing with the Temps. We nice. had David Ruffin. David Ruffin, when he got kicked out of the Temps, he yeah. would follow our our band, Bobby Taylor in Vancouver's. He'd follow us around and sit in, and, oh, and nice. sing and sing "My Girl." What a treat! Oh, what oh, a man. treat! Yeah, the fans uh, didn't know what hit them. They got yeah, <laughs> the audience, oh, right? <laughs> oh, the you know the audience was so jaded. They were so jaded. They got all this great entertainment, but it was all yeah. black. You know the Fox Theater in yes. in, uh, yes. in uh, Detroit. In Detroit, I've been there. Yeah, yep. yeah, the Fox in or mm-hmm. in Saint. Oh, all of Saint Louis, uh, all all that Cleveland. Yeah, all the theaters, man. Oh, we did the chit. I played uh, the Chitlin Circuit, man. That was, I learned so much. Oh, really? Oh, oh, man. In fact, one time, one time in uh, Chitlin Circuit mm. in, in the South, where were we? We were in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and we we're gonna play a gig. And these little, when you pulled up to the stage, uh, these little black kids would be uh, waiting for you so yeah. they could carry your instrument. And then you give him gotcha. a few bucks, you know. Yeah, Can I carry yeah. a guitar? Uh-huh. And, and so, so I asked him. I said, "Are you guys going to see the show?" And he said, "Oh no, we're not allowed." And I said, "What?" And they said, "Oh no, 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 it's white only." Mm-hmm. I said, "What? This is Smokey and Diana Ross and Bobby Taylor, big names." So yeah. So I w- I went to the to the uh, manager. Yeah. And I said I said, "Is that true?" And they said, "Uh." well yeah he says but we have areas you know and i said no that's bullshit man mm. <laughs> and, and and uh i didn't have to say much more than that because because it, it was at that time where you couldn't get away with that shit right and right. so they so so uh, that night there were black people in the front row so so wow, I, I, it had a little effect Tommy, that's huge, man. That that's yeah. huge, you know. Yeah. And, and I was, I was, uh, I was, I was gonna ask you about, you know, having this melting pot of of a band, you know, with the Vancouver's and, um, and 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 being of mixed race, you know, uh, 
what were some of the struggles as far as getting a gig or getting into a place or, um, you know, that, that you had during that time? I mean, music was like, I mean, it was, it was reaching the apex, you know, yeah. um, you know, I mean, great, great groups, you know, and, and, and so competition was stiff, I'm sure, you know? Sure. Well, you, you, you know what you had to have. And that's why the better looking you were and the more, you know, the more sexy you were, the better chance you had of making it. The, the secret to any entertainer has always been the woman. Yes. Oh. The woman that will support you, that will pay your bills, that mm-hmm. will help you through all the bad times, that yeah. will turn their back when, yeah. when they see the hanky-panky <laughs> going on. <laughs> right, right. But you never... You know, if you were halfway decent looking mm-hmm. and had a had a had a, a rap, you know, had your your talk together, yeah, uh, you, you you were comfortable. In fact, a lot of times it it worked to be detrimental to the artist because so many artists missed out on the big uh, the big uh, stardom because yeah. of their uh, because they got sidelined. Gotcha. They became they became pimps instead of becoming, uh, you know, what they were, you know, right. singing, singers, yeah. you know, they always had that side gig and that's what kept a lot of them from, you know, going all the way, right, right up to the top, you know, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and, but I lived through all that, man. That was <laughs> my life, my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about, but a but a, a bull in a in, in the in the right crowd. Right. <laughs> now take me. Now I, I I had a thing for black girls. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so so that did not hurt our situation at all. Oh yeah. well, of course not. No, uh, far from it. You know. I mean, that, in fact, that's no, a feather in your cap. <laughs> because you had to have your shit together because these black ladies, the hot ones, yeah, you know, they, 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 I mean, they were, they had a, their, their yeah. rules. You had to, oh, yeah. They had high standard, note. you know? Yeah. High standard. You had to hit every yeah. note. Yep. Yep. They spot a phony a mile away. Be, then you had to be cool because, yeah. you know, they don't, they, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was lucky though. I, I got married to my, my childhood sweetheart, Maxine, mm, mm-hmm. and then and then I met uh, my now wife. Now, mm-hmm. in fact, mm-hmm. I, I joke all the time on stage. I say I got so black, I even married a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh man, I I love that, uh, Tommy. <laughs> that that man, that's a that's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah so, I have the best time. But I'll tell you, yeah. you know, I had a. I, we had a change, you know, mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. all this uh, Black Lives Matter and, and, yeah. and George Floyd and all that, man, it changed our show, changed my show. Oh, you know, yeah. I used yeah. to do a character called Blind Melon Chidlam and mm-hmm. it was uh, on record and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was actually a good, uh, good depiction of, a, of a, the old Black uh, blues. Singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, in this day and age, man, you know, I had a blind had to be retired, you know, I put yeah, him up the pasture. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it's a different it, world. It ain't, it ain't flying. That that yeah. that dog ain't hunting anymore, you know. So no. so I uh and it was you know, it was uh, 
uh, Herbie Hancock, you know, the great That's my man. jazz players. Yep. He, yep. he was the one that, that, that got me to quit doing blind because oh, he told he? me, he, yeah, he, he saw the show and he said, you know, man, when you get playing, like you're there, you're there. And it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then you do that other shit. <laughs> that's what he said oh man yeah and you knew exactly what he was talking about oh exactly and then I said, yeah because it was a compliment you're there you're there yeah. playing you know music uh-huh, and then uh-huh. then he said then you do that other shit <laughs> and, and, it, and it, i looked at him and i said he's right he's uh-huh. right you know because there was a time when that was acceptable right, right. that time's gone that, that time's time gone, gone. No. yeah no yeah. more, no more. No, no. it's nope. a different world, man. It's a different it world. It is. Yeah. It, it's evolved. It's an evolved yeah. world. Yeah. Now, I you, can, mm-hmm. you know what? The good part is that now I don't have to hide behind the character. No. You see? Now, the real soul, the real Tommy Chong soul is going to come out. You know, I don't yes. have to hide, pretend I'm anything. No. I just no. have to be me. You see? 100%. So, so it's, a, it's a freedom. You, you get freed, you, you know. You, the shackles are off, the mask is off. You don't right. need that bullshit, you know? Yeah. That's what Herbie was trying to tell me, you know? Is yeah. Then you do that other shit. Well, I don't <laughs> need to do that other shit. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and I thank you, Herbie, because- So, uh-huh. yeah. so, so uh, over the years, um, it seems like now you've opened yourself up to who you are, okay? There's no front. There's, I mean, you know, what you see is what you get and you could truly be yourself now. Um, I guess it's a combination of things, right? I mean, as we get older, we, we're also, you know, get um, pretty, you know, we accept who we are and we're, you know, we become more unapologetic about it. And, and it's like, hey, this is me, you know, at the same time, um, and I want to talk about this, there's several things that um, has evolved in the world. Um, especially when it can, when it comes to the use of um, the use of marijuana and cannabis and things like that, um, you know, for people with PTSD or chronic body problems and everything, where you know it's it, it's not a taboo thing. It's uh, it, it's something that people are talking about. You know, um, I, I want to get into that, and I'll get into that in a, in a minute, Tommy. Um, I, I just wanted to, um, to to quick quickly ask you. Um, uh, when it came to the characters that you played um, in different shows, um, like like playing a hippie character, um, you know, as an actor, did uh, did did you feel any kind of um, hangups or thoughts of being pigeonholed or typecast, or or was that something that you embraced? You know, um, you know, playing whatever role that you were given, um, you know, uh, during during you know each project. Well, you know, when when teaching on the road, we, you know, we did all the different characters. We did yeah, a ton yeah. of characters. Yeah, yeah. When it came down to doing the movie, uh, Lou Adler, our, the, the the director and the you know the guy that owned the, owned the old records that are yeah. comedy records, uh-huh. he he was kind of hoping that we'd do a, a Cheech and Chong's greatest hits. Yes, you yes. know. And just do the record bits, and, mm-hmm. and somehow you know put them on 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 the camera. We tried, but Cheech and I got together. I wrote a song called "Up in Smoke," 
Mm-hmm. And when Teach heard that song, he says, well, that's the title of the movie. <laughs> nice. And then, then once, once we had the title, mm-hmm. then we had to write the story. And I wrote most of the story. And I realized that Teach and I, the reason we got together was to, to, to do music originally. Yeah. Right, but right. We, did, we did comedy and we never did get around to playing music. But our original intent was to play music. Mm. And so uh, when, when uh, we started playing, doing Up in Smoke, that's when Cheech says, you know, uh, you know, you, we'll be, you know, we'll be Pedro and Matt. That was the character we did uh, on, mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. And, yeah. and then what I realized with Man, my character, was that he was, the hippie is like the white version of the, of the black man. You know, <laughs> right. You know, he he's down and out, and you know, people don't want him in their stores. You know, <laughs> people follow him around if he's shopping. They follow him around. <laughs> yeah, you know, like what do you want right yeah, away? Yeah. And uh, you know, you're, you're, and yeah. that's what that's what the long hair. You know, we were rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then and Cheech's character, the the Chicano. Uh, everybody in movies and that always had him as a scary guy, you know, a guy with a gun, a guy with a knife, a mm. pachuco that would, uh, yeah. you know, kill for, for next. That, no, those guys existed. Right. But the guy that Cheech loved to play was this wannabe. He was like a yeah. wannabe gangster. Yeah, yeah. And he was just he was just out for the girls, the girls, and, and to get high, and to, uh-huh. and to sing and to play music. Yeah. He was a, like a true true musician. So when we got together, <laughs> so then when I got kind of typecast to that, I loved it. I nice. loved it. Very nice. And yes. so so because now, I, I get to play all those great hippie roles. You yeah. Know? You know, <laughs> right, right. Like in, like in, uh, uh, you know, uh, that '70s show. Yeah. You know, like I, I played this old hippie that never, mm-hmm. you know, that had a background, and, and but he was like a legitimate old hippie, and yeah. it's very close to who I really am. Not a stretch. You know? Not a stretch. <laughs> no, and, and and I also realized, you know, because I, I know there's actors that are just actors, right. you know, uh, right. uh, that are just, you know, they. They, they'll eat up a character and I've yeah. met quite a few worked with with quite a few sure you know uh, yeah. like like John Voigt he, he's a he's a guy now he's he, he's a Trump supporter and he's all that but he he got caught in a character that I you know this is my thing you know because John Voigt is <laughs> good old white boy yeah right <laughs> you know I, I, I was I was at a, a celebrity game one time and Mm-hmm. And, and Jim Brown was going up for a layup, yeah. and, and, and John Voigt came behind him, smacked the ball out of his hand, smacked uh, Jim on the, in, in the head, and, oh and, uh, I, and, and just kept, kept playing. And I looked at Jim Brown, and Jim Brown was everything he could do to control. Oh, <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> killing that, killing that white boy. Yeah, yeah. But then I realized, man, you know, that's who John Boyd is. Yes. Yeah. You know, like that's yep. who Jim Brown is. That's yep. who John Boyd is. Yep. And, and so, so acting, 
you know, you look at these guys, you'll find that they're, you know, they're, they're very close to the character that they can play. Right. I get you it. Know? Yeah. 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 And, and with me and Cheech both. Now, mm-hmm. Cheech doesn't do that character. Right. You know, in, in Nash Bridges, like Cheech, Cheech, you know, Cheech wanted to be a cop. His dad right. was a cop. Okay. His dad was a cop. And so Cheech is really carrying on that tradition, right. you know, of, of being a cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, on the other hand, I love that hippie. Awesome. <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, and that's who I'm going to be until the day I die. Man, you, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I don't know. Every time I think of Tommy Chong, uh, I think, and I'm sure you've heard this many times, Maui Wowie, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And, yeah. So uh, I, I you, love you your know, characters. You know, you know, my favorite Tommy Chong bit is that uh, when, when, in, when Nice Dreams, where the cop says that you can go now. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, hold on, man. You just can't let us go like that. I know my rights. <laughs> hey, oh no, man! Like, oh man! I was, I was so ready. I was so ready to, to start fighting for my rights that that I I, I, I forgot that he's oh, letting us go. Man, no, man, that's hilarious. You know that character. But... That character came from a, a a kid I met in Vancouver. Yeah, uh, we had we just turned the club in the strip club into a into a uh, uh, improvisational club and i had the bank of lights and and the doors and it was a pure uh, it was like a house you know a home the club was a nightclub Mm -hmm. and so i met i'm walking down eighth avenue and there's a garbage strike on so there's bags of garbage piled up all over Mm -hmm. and here's this kid with long red hair sitting on the bag of garbage and the snow is kind of, he's under a street light and the snow is kind of falling on his head. He looked like those snow angels, you know, where the balls yeah. where you shake. Yeah. He looked like a, a snow angel sitting there. Mm-hmm. And and I had to say, what, uh, now who are you? Yeah. And, and he said, I'm strawberry, man. <laughs> you said it like that. <laughs> and I said, strawberry? He said, hey man, do you know? Do you have a place where I can crash? <laughs> and I said, you know, as a matter of fact, I do. He's, oh, that's groovy, man. <laughs> Love it, man. Love he it. didn't even ask where it was. No. And so, so I, I took him down to the to the uh, to the nightclub we nice. had and and. Strawberry spent the, a few nights in the light mm-hmm. booth, and oh and, really? And, and since he's in the light booth, mm-hmm. then we had him do the lights, right? And he was so funny doing lights because he had to do. He, he would be a little slow in the uptake, you know. We'd say yeah, we need yeah. a blackout, and and Cheech would be all, po- po- you know, like frozen into his thing. Strawberry, uh, strawberry, <laughs> blackout, <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> and then then if, uh, if we did we try we'd experiment all the time with a bit yeah and if a bit yeah. didn't go over very good uh-huh. we'd go backstage and strawberry say oh man that bit really sucked man <laughs> <laughs> talk about inspiration for the character uh, man i love and, it and so when i did the character i mean i just crawled into strawberry and you know what i met him just a few years ago, 
Yeah. And he changed. Oh, wow. He changed. Short hair. Really? Business suit. Business uh -uh. shoes. Big, thick brogans. Really? Uh, no, uh, a grown, older man. Like like me, I, I haven't yeah. grown. I, you know, I, I haven't I'm grown. Same. You know, I haven't yeah, yeah. matured. Yeah, he matured right out of, and he he his, his voice, everything is different. Like his journey took a turn, man. His journey. Well, yeah, he he yeah. grew up. He grew yeah. up. He yeah. went from that that homeless hippie. Yeah, and then he grew into this man. Like a Amazing. he could be a banker or or sure. some kind of uh, yeah, big change. Thank you for listening to part one of the Tommy Chong interview. Tune into the next episode for part two of this engaging conversation on the road to rediscovery. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.